Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget, guys, go to Monkey Night Fight, especially right now, NBA playing off. We also have uh, PGA uh, and also MMA, uh, and if you're doing NASCAR, also as well on the props there. So check it out, monkeyknife5.com. Use the code NJF, up to $100 uh, match. So you get a free dollar free play right there with the code. and get started today on the props of NASCAR, PGA, NBA for the remainder of the season. And, of course, uh, there are going to be some WNBA props as well coming up. So we'll be diving into that with the more or less platform as well. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz. Your host, Oscar Lopez, here going solo today. We won't have the... Uh, Salty one in the house, Mackenzie Brooks. We won't have the Hall of Famer because Hall of Famer is out in Florida at the USA uh, Women's Tackle Football Trials. Uh, we will not have the backseat coach, a.k.a. Mark Simone, today or the ex-league insider, Nate Ward. So your host here going solo. But we will have in the Monkey Night 5 huddle the talented Aliyah Carmali, of, formerly of the UNSW Raiders, as well as the uh, NSW Wolfpack National State Team and now a part of the WNFC Denver Bandits. She'll be here in a couple minutes, and we'll dive into her football journey. And also today, International Women's Day, and what better day to announce bombshell news as the uh, Women's National Football Conference kicked off the day with a couple of shell announcements. Um, First, the advisory board that was assigned, and i got to get my notes here. First, the advisory board, for 2022 was assigned here. Uh, big names in terms of uh, penetration for reach, penetration for uh, influencing TV deals. Um, so there's a couple big names here that we got to go into. Obviously, Scott Pioli, one of the supporters of women's tackle football, relationship with Odessa Jenkins and the Atlanta, and Atlanta Falcons realms of things. Uh, but the WNFC uh, advisory board for 2022 includes uh, Facebook Sports, uh, head uh, of sports, Melissa Lawden. Uh, you got Vire Sports, two of the Vire Sport executives, David Hill and also Lamar Save. Uh, you also have uh, Jennifer King of the NFL uh, Washington Commanders, which Jennifer is no stranger to the WNFC or the WFA being played in that and obviously a pioneer in our sport. And then you had, uh, like I said earlier, uh, NFL analyst as well as CBS Sports analyst and NFL Network analyst, Scott Pioli, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons as general manager. Then we have uh, the outstanding athlete, 49er legend Patrick Willis, also will be on the board, including Patrick Crates of Crates Media. So a a very, uh, I want to say, an impactful assembly of individuals that can get the WNFC on a regional platform or even put the WFC on a major platform. And all these people are very, very good in terms of influencers. So just having Melissa Lawton on board, seeing value in the WNFC on Facebook is huge. That is huge right there. 
And then Virosports has always been supportive. In the last year, year and a half, Virosports plus WNFC, kind of a brother and sister mentality here. And uh, obviously, as the WNFC grows, Virosports only benefits from that as well. So good relationship there. Scott Pioli, always uh, a resource for, uh, you know, uh, influencing or uh, acquisitions for TV deals or getting notice uh, in terms of the sport. And uh, very, uh, very supportive of women's tackle football in general and good relationships, obviously, with the leadership in terms of the WNFC. So expect a lot bigger things to come from the WNFC. That's my understanding from the leadership group, a little bit of what we're doing. And then the other announcement was huge announcement in terms of Women's International Day value for 2022. The Global Development Board for the WNFC in terms of an international reach uh, was uh, going to be led by uh, the talented uh, multi-time MVP and UK sensation plus multi-time champion with Carlsbad Crusaders. Uh, that would be Gabby Knobs, our own no-joke football athlete as well. And she's going to be leading that, um, you know, relationship with the regional directors. Um, so she's going to head that part of the global scope for the WNFC to penetrate and be a resource and also engage with other uh, other leagues internationally for talent. Uh, it makes sense. You've got to have a talent pool. Uh, the state is not going to do it for you. So it's nice to have relationships with other leagues and other places so that you can uh, scope the talent pool, able to get visas, or, uh, make arrangements to get players more efficiently for the 8- to 12-week season in the United States, um, and then bring those players to certain clubs to enhance the clubs to make the clubs better it's sort of like a draft mentality because we don't have the draft like we do with an nfl function so it's important that we create a uh, avenue of opportunity for a lot of players to come over to the states during the end season part of it and have the wnfc teams really focus on that uh, one of the credit teams that we have to credit, obviously, is the Mississippi Lady Panthers. Currently, the, the program that they have established so far for this year, including the, the uh, Aussie group that was coming over to, you know, help out the Mississippi Lady Panthers and create that type of environment. So the WNC takes that, that next step with that type of development program. That's Gabby Knobs uh, is going to lead that. Um, we'll, they also have branches in terms of regional directors, which makes sense. So you have uh, Candice Avalos, former owner of the Las Cruces, um, you know, La Muerte de Las Cruces. Uh, she will be uh, overseeing Mexico, South America, Australia, and Canada. Um, then you have the uh, you have Phoebe Sketcher of UK plus the, the legendary uh, Laura Dye, also from the UK. So two awesome individuals in terms of the United Kingdom. And then Phoebe is obviously part of the NFL flag and in, instrumental into the global scheme of trying to, uh, you know, generate uh, more girls to participate in flags so that obviously that will be a branch over to women's tackle football as well in the future. So really, really important. Um, you also have in Sweden the talented uh, Hedvig uh, Pelosi, uh, Pelosi, if I'm correct, right? Uh, Hedvig Pelosi, really outstanding. You also have Annie Alanko of Finland. Very talented individual as well. And then the owner of the, of the Phoenix Phantoms, as you've seen, if you were at the Hub uh, with the Star Right Foundation, uh, owner of the, of the Philadelphia Phantoms, and uh, she will have the scope of 
Africa, including Morocco and all the places in Africa, to try to penetrate and bring awareness to the WNFC. And hopefully in the future here, you're going to see some uh, athletes from Africa branch out to some WNFC teams. So big news today on International Women's Day. If you weren't at the hub, shame on you. Uh, as Mark would say, go to the hub, Bob. Go right there, facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. You get the lowdown on everything that's happening in the sport right before you get here on this podcast on Tuesday or whenever you listen to the podcast. But check it out right there. Tuesday is the day you want to go weekly to the hub. So a lot of stuff at the hub, including this bombshell news from the WNFC on two uh, very uh, instrumental initiatives that will get the branding to another level. Uh, also, we want to shout out, there was a Desert Bowl over in Phoenix this weekend. A lot of, uh, team, a lot of players from Mexico uh, took, the, took the route over to Phoenix to compete in a scrimmage with the Phoenix Prowlers of the WNFC and the uh, D3 runner-up uh, D, D3 runner-up uh, Arizona Outcasts of the Women's Football Alliance. So all those, uh, those two teams were basically scouting these players in a scrimmage mode. Uh, some of the players did stay. Uh, roughly, I, I want to say about roughly 15 players are going to continue to play for the 2022 season, either on the Outcasts or the Prowlers. And some of those players have actually branched out to other teams as well, uh, some of them to Denver, some of them to Las Cruces Regulators. Um, you know, shout-out to uh, Ashley Olivia. She's going to be heading over to the Cruces Regulators uh, a couple players from Coachella, a couple players from Monterey, uh, different the different players from Saltilla, um, you know all these players from certain certain uh, states in Mexico now will be competing uh, on the clubs in the WNC or WFA seasons this coming up uh, year, uh, and also notable Alondra Saras Trujillo and Regina Escoto of these for the San Diego Rebellion. So really, really uh, impactful season for 2022. Very, uh, very uh, instrumental for both leagues in terms of the uh, Women's Football Alliance and the uh, Women's National Football Conference. So two two leagues are benefiting from obviously a, a global reach. And uh, WFA International was created as well for the WFA to do the same type of program that global development program that's working out now in terms of that scope. So that's going to be exciting. The the one thing that you got to keep an eye on right now is a, a TV deal. If we get some sort of TV deal, either side, either side, either WFA or WNFC, this is going to be a game changer because we have a lot of people involved now that are aware of the sport. The one thing that we have to stress in, in terms of, you know, the players, the one thing we have to stress in terms of the clubs, and the one thing we have to stress in terms of the coaches is we got to have quality football. Got to have quality schemes, quality football, we got to put a college football slash NFL quality type of brand on the field, and that's a huge responsibility for everybody and every team, not just the Texas Elite Spartans, not just the Boston Renegades, as an example. No, no, it's got to be everybody and every club. In the WFA, for example, uh, every team in WFA Pro has to have that urgency, has to have that level of excellence, has to have that mentality of putting the finest product on the field every week, week in, week out, because you've got to be able to show out and show out well enough so that somebody can see value on a TVN. You, somebody sees value on a TVN, you get sponsorship, you get, you get the TV deal, and obviously players are starting to get paid. So it only benefits, the, it only benefits players to, excel, to put themselves at a higher level every week and play competitive fundamental football and really competitive football in order for both brands to get some sort of leg up 
in terms of uh, TV deals or in terms of visibility or terms of funding in general, in terms of sponsorships, et cetera. So it's important that we don't lose sight of everything that we've earned so far, everything that we've put together uh, at this moment in time. And it's more important now. This is International Women's Day, but it's also a Women's History, you know, Women's History Month at this point. So it's important that all players, uh, including coaching staff and ownerships and every team, both leagues, both visible leagues is what we're talking about here. They understand this is the baton. This is where we're starting. We're not handing it off yet. We're just starting to run. And so, you know, we need the handoff. The handoff is going to be the first television deal that might give us more visibility and exposure. So it's important that everybody look at the big picture in, in a lot of sense, not so much internally with each team, but look at the branding, support the branding by playing your best ball every week, week in and week out, and be competitive. We've got to have competitive matchups in order for investors, cap, venture capitalists, and people to really invest in the branding, and that would be for the WNFC's benefit, the WFA benefit as well. So it's important to not miss out on that point, especially today on International Women's Day. Uh, a lot of laboring, a lot of work, and if we miss out on that, that's just a shame in itself. Um, if you guys were on IG uh, today, almost everybody's probably on IG or Insta, as everybody's calling it now. If you're on Insta, uh, you would have been at the um, Gunna Milk, the going to have milk uh, platform, or you could have followed uh, Cleats and Stiletto, which is uh, Lois Cook, and all the um, players in terms of the, um, the the team milk aspect of it, three of the players were on an IG answering questions. Um, you can go to Cleats and Stiletto right there as well, get the link right there. It's a replay, uh, interesting conversation about some questions that were submitted, but, you know, three talented individuals, two flag athletes, one women's tackle football influencer, uh, you go right there on Insta on Clinton Stiletto as well. And if you guys are inclined to go to the hub, like I said, go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash career beauties. That is the place to be. If you missed out on anything on that, that's where you want to go. Uh, bombshell news, of, of course. Uh, NFL news we'll, we'll kind of dive into after uh, we get with the Leah Carmoli here. But overall, um, there's Thelma Banks on the voting. Go to the hub. Go look for the post. And let's get the girl over. So uh, to the vote, one email vote, we have uh, till the March 31st. And if you don't know where to go, check it out right there at the Hub. Look for the Thelma Banks uh, contest, and let's get her uh, over the top. Uh, with the WFA over at 30K, us almost at 10K, should be no reason. Everybody that is, is subscribing or following each of those two uh, platforms, just on Facebook alone, we should be able to get her over the top. So check it out, Thelma Banks contest, voting award. Right there, Inspirational Award uh, goes through March 31st, so don't forget to go there. Stories over at the Hub, so don't miss out on those. Uh, Nadine uh, Nurasit, the uh, men's head coach of the Munich Cowboys, there's a story there by uh, BR24. Also, Marlon Garzis uh, from Mexico in, uh, in the uh, men's league that she's playing out there, FAM, the FAM men's league out there. So shout out to her for kicking ass out there, and it's the story by Maximo Avance. Uh, you also have Various uh, teams internationally uh, for the International Women's Day post. So a lot of posts worldwide by a lot of the teams internationally as well. I just mentioned Team Milk uh, was for the IG Live for Team Milk as well. You also have Tanya Walters. uh, That was a couple posts by Tanya Walters there from BC Lions Podcast. Uh, We have uh, Sadia Astra, uh, quarterback legend of the IWFL Montreal Blitz, as well as WFA. And that was done by CFL.ca. And then uh, we can't forget 
Danny, Garcia, uh, Danny Garcia, who's uh, going to be heading XFL, co-owner and chairwoman of the XFL. She's going to be launching that in 2023. So really exciting things. And there's a big story, uh, NFL 360 by Melissa Sparks. Uh, I'm sorry, Melissa Starks right there. Um, Fasia Mahuni from Morocco. Very inspiring story there about starting that. And Team USA tryouts this week will be happening in Florida. And you get the message right there from head coach of the national team, Kelly Branson, on where to be. So our own Holly Custis is going to be over in uh, Florida this weekend as she's trying to make the team and, the, and the, be on the roster for the 2022 uh, USA te- national team. And then one event's coming up, the America's Women's Bowl in Yucatan. That's coming up this weekend. We'll have highlights, uh, uh, and we'll also have uh, recaps of that this weekend. Um, we'll also have the recap of Texas Valley Sports, the playoffs there, Coastal Bend against River City, Brownsville, Kinsville, and we'll have the, uh, re, uh, the results of the LNFA Femenina Week 2 uh, matchup game, the makeup game between the Drox and the Barbera rookies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast uh, on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, or any other platform. And don't forget to go back. And we got a couple great uh, podcasts um, previously to this one. 410, Lindsey Cash talking X-League uh, and Super Bowl 56. 411, Lois Cook, Tammy Moore, uh, Camry Ville, WNFC coach from the Mississippi Lady Panthers. That was on 411. 412, uh, the, the talented NFL, first NFL scout, Connie Kahlberg, uh, talking about uh, Super Bowl and the recap for the Super Bowl. And then obviously 414 last week, uh, Amber Marcucci, as well as uh, Coach uh, Giovanni Carrillo Larios of the Mexican National Bronze team. So really, really awesome. So we're going to go into the huddle right now. We're going to be talking to the talented and awesome uh, Aliyah Carmali of the, w, the WNFC 2022 Denver Bandit. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget, guys, go to Monkey Night Fight right now. More or less is the platform. $5 on us. Uh, use the code NJF to get started up to $100 match. So check it out. Uh, Leah, how's it going today? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. It's actually Alia. Oh. <laughs> Alia, that's I, I. I was I had to stress it on my paperwork, so I knew you were going to correct me. <laughs> Alia, I'm sorry. All good. All right, yeah, um, Alia. Uh, how's been the experience in Denver so far? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, the weather here is definitely all over the shop because it's uh, some days it's super warm and other days it's a big snow snow dump and it's. A little bit more like Canadian weather, um, but it's been really good. The coaching's been amazing. I'm living in a, an apartment with three other international um, players. One of them is my teammate from Australia, so it's been kind of fun. A bit of a whirlwind for sure. Now, uh, are you getting acclimated to in terms of the team itself, in terms of positioning? Because I know you're playing quarterback before for the Sharks, and then you're obviously yeah. played with the Raiders multiple times, and yeah, then the Wolf so, Pack um, as well. So. Oh, the Coyotes? Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm at the moment I'm in the, the quarterback group at the moment here at Denver Bandits, um, but it's competitive. So there's a lot of girls that, you know, have a lot of experience, especially playing 11-man here or playing for previous WNFC teams, uh, some all pros in our mix. So definitely keeping my hand open for other positions as well, um, seeing what the team needs and, and just getting, you know, staying competitive in the mix. So 
but the team's been amazing. It's a, we've got a lot of new talent that's come in. A couple of players have come in from other teams. I think you spoke to Frenchie a few weeks ago, and she's, she's also coming aboard. And it's a, it's a great group of girls. Like the, the culture is really good. The girls are very competitive, um, great turnouts to practice. So it's been actually such a good experience so far. Now, is this is is this going to be a tra- is this a transition for you? Because I know you guys play like nine 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 versus eleven eleven. So it's kind of is it a transition for you, or is it just more uh, study time for you in terms of you yeah. know how you're going to be <laughs> Look, impactful in other words? Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a transition. So I, you know, playing quarterback gives you a little bit of a, I guess, uh, experience and learning playbooks and sort of understanding the offense. And I've had some really good coaches, and even in Australia, that really taught me um, defensive coverages and and sort of challenged me to look more than just the seven-man. So in New South Wales and Australia, we actually play seven-man. Um, the only nine-man experience I've had is at the Australian Nationals in 2018. And I played quarterback then as well, but it was, you know, I think I was sort of um, kind of dabbling in a few other positions and played quarterback in the final game. But really don't have a lot of experience in much more than seven-man apart from those 2018 Nationals. So the 11-man was a little bit of a... <laughs> Uh, adjustments, but look, I think the study that I did in Australia has paid off, and um, understanding that is, it's, and the coaching here has been really good as well. So we have quarterback sessions every week, we've done some film sessions, lots of talk talks, and that sort of really helped me, um, I guess, also make that transition a bit more easily. Um, but yeah, I know it's been it's been a big learning curve, that's for sure. Now the De- Denver missed the playoffs last year. They if they would have won their first game of the season. They probably would have made the playoffs. So this, I know this team is hungry. Oh. You know, the coaching staff understands that they, you know, they want to get to that next stage and be visible, Absolutely. especially in the top ten for the WNFC. So I know uh, London, she's hungry, you know, to, to make an impact. Yeah, the girls are hungry for out, get on there. for sure. And they've done lots yeah, of so never, The owners have, have put forward a really strong front. You know, most positions, you know, we've got a huge depth, and a lot of new players have come on board or from other teams and. Uh, with the international contingents as well, they've they've really reached into to making this a super competitive team for the 2022 season. So our first game now, is actually against Utah in a couple weeks' time. Yeah, and that's going to be exciting to to just get match up with maybe the number two team right off the bat in terms of the league. So kind mm-hmm. of put yourself in a position where like where you're going to be at right in terms of skill set and where where your scheme's going to be at and how well the you know everybody's going to mesh. So it's really really uh, awesome that that's going to happen. I'm excited. I'm excited just to see how the season pans out and and how it all comes together. Because you know we've been our preseason's been going on for a couple months now, and uh, and the girls want it. Like you know everyone's working super hard. Like you know like I said, attendance at practice is so important, like impressive. Even when it's like snowy and and sub below weather, like everyone you know turns up and no one complains and just gets the job done. So that kind of energy and and championship mentality is what you need when you're you know got a you got a busy a, a big season ahead. Harley, um, what's going to be for you in terms of uh, if you don't get the quarterback position here, what's the other passion? Is it linebacker just to murder people? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never played defense. I think I played one like series as a defensive end at one point in time. I think actually, no, my very first game I played linebacker. But, no, um, I'm, all, I'm all offense, I think, just because understanding the offense playbook and, and sort of doing a little bit of time. So I had previously trained a little bit for tight end. Um, I think I've got that sort of versatile athlete and that background in basketball and rugby that sort of helps me play a couple different positions. So I could see myself as a tight end, maybe a fullback. 
Um, it really is what the team needs. So now it's just like the question of uh, figuring out, um, you know, where I fit in the depth chart. And then if it's not quarterback, I'm starting to get reps in those other positions and building my skills and getting those, those reps in there to be competitive in them as well. So, you know, I, so it's a long season, but, you know, football is one of those, those games. You just never know what's going to happen and just being ready to, to jump on when needed. So that's sort of my, my plan of action is just to work really hard at, at obviously trying to get on the field as a quarterback. But if not, then look, I came to the U.S. for a football experience, not necessarily a quarterback experience. So just having that kind of mentality and just doing what, uh, where I can fit in and where I can make the biggest contribution on the field. Now, um, a lot of the players come in migrating on, onto the you know teams in both leagues in the U.S. Now this this season, I think the disappointment that the WFLA was was not able to launch yeah. as promised, and the disappointment that they weren't able to you know mature themselves into another level that they had promised, uh, really Absolutely. put the burner on a lot of players by making the decision to go in. Okay, we can't wait any longer. Right, two years later, not going to happen. Uh, a lot of players well, really so just I made that, that that whole firm decision to go into the yeah. uh, the route to where like, okay, I just got to go overseas and test myself and see how that's going to happen. Absolutely. And that's where I found myself that like, so I was, uh, I was signed with the San Diego Trident when the WFLA was to go ahead and, you know, spend almost 18 months training for that, for the opportunity. Um, and then, yeah, I'd find him as a tight end. So I sort of switched gears and got, you know, lots of, lots of work doing, you know, sort of becoming more of a receiver or sort of learning how to block. Um, so when it didn't happen and didn't go to fruition, I had all this anxiety, like not don't say anxiety, but I had all this anticipation and, and hype to want to go that I've put in all this work. I want to, to see where where have that experience of playing. So that's where I was lucky to, to get a couple opportunities in the WNSC and Denver was the best fit for me from a team standpoint. Um, and, you know, I haven't really looked back and <laughs> made that decision, I think, in November. And uh, and I found myself flying out here in January and I've I've loved every second. It's it's a different, I don't know how to describe it. I was trying to tell a friend from back home, and it's just a different speed of football. Um, just not the intensity, but the competitiveness, the level of coaching. And I'm just having an amazing experience here at Denver, but the coaches are just as invested as the players. They're out here freezing their, you know, their butts off as well in this cold, but their passion for this game is so contagious. So I'm loving being in that level of, you know, where football is life. <laughs> where unfortunately in Australia that's not the case. Um, and, you know, also taking a break from my, my real career to, to just enjoy being an athlete. You know, even, yes, I'm not getting paid, but I'm, I'm trying to make the most of this experience to, to appreciate that athlete life. I think a lot of the players are really uh, in, in tune with what different areas are going to. You know, we have a, a couple of the Aussies over in Mississippi for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. You're, you guys are in Denver. Um, so there's a, a couple, you know, a couple of players just scattered everywhere else. And uh, what, yeah, do, what do you I say about the food? What do you say about the food? Was it is it, has it been a transitional change or I know we talked to Amber Amber Marcucci who's Italian and she's like okay this is not real Italian in Nevada so don't 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 toy with me about Italian <laughs> that kind of deal so yeah, well, transition in terms of you know like the transition in terms of living in the U S and obviously the food's different obviously than Australia right in, in yeah, a lot of ways. I mean, being Canadian like I've grown up eating sort of Canadian I think North American cuisine's not that different. Um, so I'm I'm pretty familiar with like American chains and the fast food. It's definitely more accessible here than it is in Australia. Australia, I'd like to think they're a lot more produce like heavy, where you know there's more cafes. It's more of a cafe lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. So I think my eating has not been the healthiest. <laughs> um, you know, you try and obviously try to cook, but sometimes you know it's really easy and accessible to get you know poke bowls and just easy things on the way out. So. 
I think uh, eating out a little bit more than I would probably in Australia, just again, it's more access and ease to, to getting highly nutritious food is, is easier in Australia. But look, I'm also enjoying, just kind of enjoying some Mexican, because one of my roommates is from Mexico, so she's made us mole and also showed us where the good taco places is. Uh, one of our other uh, roommates is Brazilian, so Ana's from, from Rio. So she made us a couple of homemade dishes as well. So it's been a bit of a mixed, uh, mixed experience of both American cuisine, which I'm used to having grown up in Canada, but also getting some other cool cuisines in there as well. But look, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm trying, to, trying to find a balance between eating healthy and also just enjoying my experience as well. Yeah, and it's 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 a great uh, Denver is great. I mean, it's a different atmosphere, but you know, you got the snow, you get the regular days without any snow. Um, you know, it's just it's a, it's a, a four season type mentality for the most part. So you get a little bit of everything there, and so <laughs> works out. A lot more snow than I was expecting. These big dumps of snow, and then you know it's melted yeah. by four p.m. It's kind of insane. But the mountains, I never get tired of it. Every time I drive to the gym, it's like this feel like I'm literally driving towards the mountains. It's so beautiful. The landscape is amazing here. All right, uh, you wore green and white. I think you wore, what, orange and blue. And now we got red yeah. and black. I love the logo of this, this team. The, the, the Bandit logo looks so killer. I, I told everybody when they came out, that was a pretty cool band, cool, pretty cool logo. So it's in aggressive colors. So I'm assuming this team's going to be in <laughs> that same black. mode, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm lucky I'm from Canada. So half my wardrobe is red and red and white. So <laughs> didn't, didn't, uh, Sorry from having enough of that with that color. But, look, I love the colors. I love the sort of what the Denver Bandits are about. So, no, we, we go lucked out with, the, with sort of solid team colors for sure. I'm excited to see the uniforms and get those on. And, you know, I think it'll feel a little bit more real when I have it all, you know, the whole the whole kit on. And we step on that first game for sure. We're, we're flying out to, to Salt Lake for the game. So that's going to be an experience in itself, getting to fly around the States and, Experiencing the other cities I've never been to. I've never been to Portland. Um, we've got a game in Phoenix, so there's a, a lot of fun adventures to be had. Well, it's going to be like a what do you call that? A, a trip, international trip. Like when you go overseas and you get the actual like tour. <laughs> you get tours yeah. basically. You get know, now we're going. This week is this where this is where we're headed. Yeah, uh, which exactly. is actually awesome, you know. Especially if you go like international, like you go to Mexico, and I, I've gone to Mexico several times, and you just you want to do a tour bus type mentality because then you, it takes you to like, yeah. you know, focal points of, of certain places and things like that. So you kind of get to know, uh, you know, history. If you're into history buff, that kind of person and you want to understand culture and things like that. So, um, yeah. what do you say, what do you say of the, uh, you know, you, I know we talked off air about maybe going for the Canada national team. Is that still in the plans at this point or? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm from Canada. So that was, that's always been the dream for me is to obviously play for Team Canada. Um, I, I would love to have the opportunity even to try it for the Australian team, the Outback team. But you know, it's so hard with citizenship. I think I've been trying for citizenship for so long now, and it's still pending. Um, so I think I'm going to put my eggs in the basket and go for the Canadian team. So the week their tryout is um, in Ottawa, first weekend of May. Um, so, yeah, booked my flights and paid my registration fees. So I'm headed to those tryouts uh, May, I think it's 5th to 8th is that weekend. But, yeah, I know I'm excited to put my hat in the ring and see what happens. And, you know, again, same there. Like, I've, I've registered as a quarterback, but I've sort of been in touch with the, the coaching staff and just said, look, I'm, I'm really open to – I just want to be part of this team and have this experience. And 
Um, I think it's really easy sometimes to get very particular in a set position and saying this is all I play, but I think I've come to that point in my football career that I want I want to experience these and live out these dreams. And sometimes being more versatile means that you can play other positions, and I'm sort of trying to embrace that and accept that as part of my game. So that's my plan. <laughs> and it's, it's really important for a 45-man roster to have that mentality, right? Because it's 44-man yeah. roster – you're not going to get your desired position. You might get it, All and that's, that's great. But if you don't, having like some backups in, in your back, you know, you have to, yeah, you got to have some depth, and you got to have some contributors in other places as well because it's going to make a big difference. Um, the, the Canada team, Alia, uh, has just done such a great job in terms of silver medalists. I mean, they've done a great job from ev- almost in every tournament. So it, it just okay. it shows the the passion that you know, Canadian women have for uh, American football. And the WWCFL, yeah, I mean, like, kind of a breeding ground them. there. That's and so it's, it's been, it's been exciting to see them flourish, you know? Sure, yes. Yeah, so I've met a couple of them from Edmonton. Um, I've done to this like this football camp a couple two years now in um, in Edmonton. I met a couple of the girls that play in the Edmonton Storm, and they had a couple of the Calgary Rage girls there this past camp. Um, and the girls love it. Like the, the football is their life too. Of all ages, they've committed to it. They've put in the time. They're you know growing the sport with younger women you know, girls leagues like under eighteen leagues, which is amazing. Um, and they're really fostering that in. Like so, you can see girls playing. You know, not just. Starting in the, at this camp, there were girls that were like 14, 15, 16. It was just incredible to see that um, it's going in that country a lot more than than maybe in other countries like Australia, where you know we're not seeing that that same level of uh, development. It's, it's it's slow to come. There's a lot of obstacles, but um, the Canadian women want it, and the girls that have you know played in 2017, there a lot of them are coming back and looking you know so hungry to go to Finland and win the gold. So I would love to be part of that experience in that team. <laughs> Well, let's just stay tuned and see what happens. I think the, the effort has been put in in Manitoba. That was the first uh, youth uh, organization that was launched worldwide, even before Utah launched in the U.S. And I think, uh, you know, Tanya, we talked to Tanya Walters, uh, the great opportunity yeah. she's got with the BC Lions and her program over in Alberta. Um, so there's, there's a lot of pioneers uh, from the WWCF that are moving in the road and Canadian League. Yeah, it's like, it's like giving back to the sport. It's not just being a player or a coach, but then, mm-hmm. you know, in starting up these leagues for, for young girls to have avenues and ways to come into the sport. Um, because, you know, I feel like for women's football, it's still, it's not relatively new. It's been around, but now the growth is starting to happen and there's a big wave to, to pushing it to that, you know, from the more grassroots to now the under 18 and the, getting girls involved at a younger age. So I think it's amazing. It's kind of nice to be, at this end of it, even though I've you know been playing for five years, but to now see how much growth in that five years across the world where where it's grown, it's kind of amazing. Now, uh, Gridiron in Australia, really in New South Wales. I mean, you had you've had some good seasons there. Uh, you were part of the Raiders' success there, um, you know, and then you branched out over to uh, the Sharks. So it's it's been somewhat, uh, I guess, rewarding for you in a way. You go from a successful team, and then you got to. Uh, try to put another team on the map in terms of uh, NSW, right? Um, yeah, no, I mean, so I, my first season, I was lucky. I was with the UNSW Riders. Had a they came off to winning two championships, and um, they came off winning two championships. And I was sort of that fear there for the third. And we had a really strong team, and and we got like just really plugged in, great coaching. We got that championship that first year, and then. 
After Nationals, I was with the UTS Gators, and that was a, a bit of a, tra- a harder year just because the club was we were very low in team numbers. And I think a lot of women who play football have been on these teams where, you know, you don't have the best practice attendance, you know, you have minimal resources, and you just try to get a season done. Um, and I think after that year, I was looking to sort of start my own, not start my own team, but sort of make my own mark and, and start a team with the culture that I was hoping to get out of football. Um, and that's where my friend and I, my best friend and I, Rachel, she's from the Central Coast, and I was moving up there for work. And so we, you know, the idea of having a women's team had always been floating around, but this is the year that we're like, all right, we're going to get this done. And, you know, just pushed it in the radio, TV station, whatever we could do to get the word out there. Um, and even in that first year, like, which was 20, I want to say 2020, might have been pre-2019, but in that first year, you know, we had women of all ages, and we may only have, like, four or five girls that are still from that initial year, but it really fostered something new, trying to make a team from scratch. Um, I think people, a lot of women out there probably have done it themselves, so they started a team from scratch, and it's not easy by any means, but it's very rewarding to see how much it gives back to the community and how much it gives back to, to women and girls. And we had this past team that we had in, 20, I think, the 2020 season. Um, you know, we had all these soccer girls come and join us that were just athletes, and it was just a word of mouth from one girl had brought eight others that had come with her. So it was kind of nice to see that grow in a new, like, the team transforming over each year as well. So I don't know, being a part of the Sharks was possibly some of the highlights of my football career because it really got a chance to give back and also, you know, start a team from scratch but also build a culture, build a football culture, which is so important in this sport for sure. Now, uh, international competition coming up this year as well. So, you know, Canada uh, obviously going to be number two ranked. You got Team USA. We got uh, our own uh, co-host here, Holly Custis, going to go to Florida this weekend. She's going to try out for Team USA as well. So there's a lot of, you know, incentive for the other teams. Uh, Team Mexico, we talked to the coach last week. Um, So, you know, the I-5 World Championships is really our Olympics in a lot of ways because we don't have that yet in terms of the sport. So. Um, it's it's kind of nice to see that international fanfare, but at the same time, the competitiveness. You know, you got UK now, you got Sweden coming back, Germany. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting to you know whoever makes the roster, and we're rooting for you to make your, the roster in Canada. But the experience <laughs> is going to be great in Finland. You know, for everybody to just arrive yeah. in Finland and be competitive. Absolutely, and I think because football's grown so much in five years since the last world across the world, I think it's going to be such a show of and display of, you know, how football has grown. Like if you look at the level of competition and how many countries are participating and even within the countries themselves, how a lot of girls have maybe sought international or other overseas experience in other countries. And I think it's it's one of those things that I remember my very first Raiders practice and seeing a couple of the girls come out with their Australia gear and it was, it was planted the seed for me that that's where I wanted to be four years later. Um, kind of surreal. Five years now, we're we're at the you know the pivotal point of do, you know make it or not break it. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of been a journey, and that was always for me the goal. Like the dream was. I was talking to my coach today about it, and the goal, the the, the dream for me from day one was Team Canada, and that was like June 2017 when I went into my first practice. So. Fingers crossed, it all goes to, to, to plan. But if not, you know, the journey was also worth it. You know, it's kind of seeing where I've come as a person and how football's taught me so many life lessons. And, you know, I'm in Denver of all places, taking time away from, you know, medicine to, to enjoy being an athlete and to, to enjoy football in its entirety. So it is kind of surreal at days at times. I think it's, it's, it's a great thing for a lot of the players because the experience is what you're going to get out of it. 
And we've seen international players before come over uh, over to the States and do very well. You know, Christy Moran did very well with, yep. uh, when she came over to Chicago. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, talented Aussies, you know, that are going to make a, a huge impact in this uh, WNFC 2022 season, including the other international players that are hungry to make a mark uh, mm-hmm. on either There's a couple uh, Canadians, state. too. A couple Canadians. And yeah, no. Picked up in, uh, I think, uh, Bree, and, Bree and Hannah over in uh, yeah. Texas. So that's really, really great. And like I said, a lot of the players uh, originally – Almost everybody that I know that I had a list on uh, were former WFLA hopefuls. So now all these yeah. players are just like, you know what, I just, we just need to make Come it happen. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's great to see the fact that, you know, everybody wants to come over and enhance both leagues and make those leagues competitive. Um, Denver, for sure, is going to be one of those teams that is, you know, working hard. And I know for a fact, because I've been talking to a couple of players, including yourself and other players, and, you know, obviously Terry Lister's on here almost every other weekend uh, with us <laughs> in terms of Tuesdays. And so, you know, I know Denver's hungry to, you know, to make a mark, just like San Diego did last year, you know, to get to the nine cup and to be impactful and maybe take down the Falcons and, you know, be competitive in that sense in the West to try to make a mark. So it's interesting to see that, you know, you're going to be either uh, a tight end like Kittle or you're going to be the, the focus point of the, of the offense like a quarterback. So hey, whatever it's kind of, the team needs, whatever the team needs, right? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it all pans out. Like it's, I, I think it's one of these kind of unpredictable situations that you just work your butt off and sort of, you know, give it your best foot forward and see what happens. You know, I, I can't. I've cut, like again, I'm getting more in the last two months. Even just not even stepping onto the field game wise, I've gotten more out of it from a football standpoint than I've had in five years. So. You know, coming to Denver was the best decision uh, for me as a as an athlete, as a player, and I encourage a lot of other girls who are sort of sitting on that fence and not sure if it's worth, you know, if they're good enough or if they, you know, it, it's an expensive ordeal for sure. Um, but if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna invest in your football career, I highly recommend looking into WNFC for for that experience because it's, it's it'll give you exactly what you want in terms of coaching and experience. Um, and then yeah, obviously we'll see how it, how it all happens in the game time if. Uh, where I'll make my mark with the Denver Bandits. <laughs> Again, I think you'll do great. This. Yeah, what the team needs, and as well as where where I well you know where I'll fit in from a position point of view. I think it'll all work itself out. That I keep telling myself. <laughs> yeah, it should. It. I mean, it's 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 just a po- you gotta have a positive attitude. If you put in the work, when you said the study group, uh, there's gonna be an opportunity for you know to to enhance an offense and to be con- contributed to that offense as well. That's literally what you're looking yeah. for right now. And, and when you come into a new club, you're really looking, like you said, just to, to be the piece that fits in somewhere where you're going to be uh, beneficial ultimately for that, yeah. to, for that club to work out. Um, what about home? Uh, did you leave stuff behind at home? Like, I know families at home and they're like, are you crazy? You're going to the yeah, U.S.? With... How was that conversation? So, Australia, yeah, Australia home. Um, thankfully, you know, I don't have, you know, I'm single, no kids yet. I do have a cat who's staying with her original, um, her original owner, and I took, adopted her a couple of years ago. So she's gone back to her original mummy, and I'll come back in, in August to grab her. And uh, all my stuff's in storage. <laughs> Uh, my family is based in Canada, so I was lucky that I got to see them for a couple of weeks before the season in Christmas and spend that with them because it's been two and a half years since I was able to travel because of COVID. Um, so hopefully I'll do a couple more trips home. I'm hoping to spend a bit of July as well before I go back to Australia. But yeah, no, I've, uh, I'm, you know, I guess it's a blessing and also, you know, something that I want to definitely have a family, but not having sort of any attachments has given me a bit of freedom to 
kind of travel and, and have this opportunity. So yeah, chat's waiting for me. <laughs> Stuff to the stories. And then hopefully in August when I head back to Australia, I can uh, I can pick up where I left off and go back to work and, you know, finish the rest of my GP training. And then the plan is eventually in a couple of years to make my way back to Canada and, and settle there. Yeah, Canada's so beautiful. I mean, the different areas, uh, Alberta, uh, I mean, I I haven't visited. Uh, I think the only other place that I would love to visit would be Toronto and all this place on the east. But in the west, it's, it's really nice. Uh, British Columbia, all the way down to Alberta. Um, I was a big uh, I was a big Bret Hart fan when I was younger for yeah, pro So I was Hart. I was totally hooked. <laughs> uh, my my man cave, as they say, has a lot of memorabilia for, from that guy. So. Uh, so just a, a huge fan of that, and Alberta in general, you know, in, in that sense. So it's pretty yeah, it's pretty beautiful. nice area out there as well, in Calgary so as Denver well. Denver reminds so. me a lot like Banff at times too, just those trips that I used to take with my family to the mountains. Like, it's so beautiful out here, and the weather's, I mean, it's a little bit all over the place. But like I said, like, it doesn't get as cold as Canada. It's just, as you get, you fall into this full security when it's 16 degrees Celsius. Sorry, I don't know the Fahrenheit conversion. I think that would be about your what? 60 degrees maybe Fahrenheit and it's nice and warm and then the next day it's like 40 degrees and snowing and it's having to to watch out for the icy roads so it's it's just been more up and down every week you don't know what you're going to get but the scenery and the, and the city itself is beautiful all right um I, thanks for uh helping us out on the awareness project with the the no joke football brand as well so really appreciate that yeah. and bringing awareness so that you know thanks girls can be inspired women can be inspired to play this sport as well and uh, get, you know, inspirational uh, videos, inspirational tryouts and workouts. And, and we've had a lot of good feedback from, you know, from everybody that's done that in terms of, you know, just putting up IG reels and stuff like that. So it's really, really awesome. And then, you know, this uh, international bombshell, you know, the, today's the day, International Women's Day, what other day to, to break out. And so, like I, I was saying before, everybody at the Hub, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of teams celebrating International Women's Day, and a credit to yeah, them. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, a lot of teams like worldwide that are they're getting recognized. Yeah, and it's it's just you know from Spain to Germany, Europe, uh, Australia, Canada, just all, all it's a world hub now. It's just it's what it is. Just a, it's a whirlwind now, and there's just a, a lot of women that love to play football and they want to play football, and and now Absolutely. it's you know it's a next level here, and hopefully you know in a year or two or three here one of these two leagues is going to elevate, you know, to a pro level where uh, girls are going to get paid and women are going to get paid to play the sport. And there's an avenue there. And especially with the flag movement now, everything's just starting to brew up. So it's really awesome. So I wanted to bring you on because, uh, you know, one of the focal points of you traveling to Denver and then Denver getting an influx of a lot of international players as well. And, you know, they're hungry for a successful season and to make the playoffs and all that. So, I mean, Absolutely. banded football is going to be very intense, but at the same time, you know, they, they're eyeing the nine cup. They, that's what they want. They obviously want to mm-hmm. show up in Texas and, and, and show out. That's for sure. Yeah. And I so think I, the, I know the that's... owners, like, I was going to say the owners, Marcel and John, have done such a good job of, of actually just making this team so well-rounded. Um, you know, I've obviously spoken with quite a few different owners across different teams, even the WFLA included, and, you know, these two guys from day one, just professionals and, got, you know, not just get back to you, but, you know, they set up an apartment for us. Like they've done, they've really gone out of their way to making the internationals feel like home, um, which is more than, you know, a lot of ownerships. They, they have a lot of talk, but not necessarily will come through when you need them to. 
and, and Marcel and John have done that. So I want to give them credit for what they've done for not just myself and the other internationals, but I think they're, they're, they brought that mentality to the Bandits this year that we're here to play, we're here to compete, and we're here to win a championship. Yeah, I know that that's the feeling, that's the sentiment. I know uh, London <laughs> gave us that sentiment as well. So, And she's like literally the face of the Bandits. I know she's hungry to make an impact in, in this upcoming season. And, we're, I mean, we're literally almost, what, 20-something days from kickoff. So yeah, three it's, weeks, it's, I it's think. pretty intense. Yeah, it's it's really intense. So I'm looking forward to it, um, and I'm looking uh, to. I'm kind of excited to see where you're gonna, how you're gonna be impactful uh, with this bandit team and the scheme that they're gonna implement, especially with the other girls uh, on your squad there in terms of the international scheme. Because we don't, we don't, we have no idea what they're gonna be about either. So just a lot of yeah, mysteries, right? No, when you have a lot of players from different areas, and you have no idea what how they're gonna fit in. So looking forward to a successful. 2022 Denver Bandit season coming up here in about 20-something days. So I appreciate your time, and I, I hope you continue to have a great time in Denver. And I'm looking forward to those uh, Vire Network highlights, if you ever get to that, oh, that yeah, weekly definitely. stage. You know? <laughs> I hope I have some to offer. But, yeah, no, and just for anyone listening, if anyone is, in, you know, curious about coming over to the WNFC, if you're from Australia, from Canada, if you, you know, not sure if this is the next move for you or just want to, you know, hear, you know, how the experience works, Please reach out to me on socials. I'm more than happy to help and sort of tell my story, but also, you know, help others find their way and find their football journey. So just wanted to awesome. <laughs> get that message out there. I appreciate your, I appreciate your time. And like I said, I, I hope you'll have a great season and we're looking forward. And we might just uh, touch base one more time uh, right before you, you know, head, head off the season. So just kind of give us an, an idea or, you know, kind of talk about your experience for the whole eight weeks or so in, in, in Denver. Definitely. So, but I'm kind of excited to have you on today. And I was also very excited to, uh, you know, for your journey and for your excitement and for the opportunity that you're going to have there. And, uh, and I can't wait to see you on highlights. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Okay. Enjoy it. You too. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. uh, Alia Carmali there of the Denver bandits, uh, WNFC 2020. Uh, She is going to, be somewhat of an impactful player, flexible, as she said, a lot of depth on the team. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what Denver has in store for the WNFC on the West Coast. I know last year it was kind of a shortened season for them. Uh, they missed out on probably an opportunity for a playoff uh, mentality. This year they're very competitive. Uh, looks like the roster is really intact, 45 to almost 50 players from what I'm told. And you're going to have a lot of a lot of mixture of international players plus hard, the hardcore uh, makeup team of the original squad plus some new rookies in its place. So, uh, you know, we have Terry Lister here almost every other week every other week on the podcast, and he's one of the coaches of the Denver Bandits, and he can tell you obviously he's excited uh, for the depth what the journey's going to be. Um, as um, she alluded here, going up against uh, the uh, Utah Falcons as well, and then they're going to be in that journey. Uh, up against, you know, a lot of the teams on the West Coast and making an opportunity for them to go to Texas and be the West Coast representative at the Nine Cup. So exciting season for her, exciting season for her teammates, and looking forward to some of the highlights on Vire Network there as well. All right, guys, if you guys haven't followed us on Facebook, go to facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. That is the place to be. The best network on the planet, bar none, exists at the hub, and that's where you get everything that's happening in the women's game internationally as globally. And uh, we we have a a bunch of network people that are passionate football players, passionate women's football 
enthusiasts that help us bring you content weekly. All we ask is pretty simple, a follow or a like, either or, follow or a like. No big deal if you don't want to do both. That's all we ask. Get us a 10K, and we get ourselves up, up to another level there as well. So check it out. You can follow us on Twitter as well. You can stay up to date for the latest updates on women's American football and NFL news. Uh, you go to Twitter at Gridiron Beauty right there. And speaking of that, don't forget, cast on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, over 400 episodes right there. Subscribe today. You can get to listen to Mac, myself, uh, Terry Lister, Mark Simone, Nate Ward, and the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis, as well. So check it out. You get it right there on the link. Uh, the links are right there for iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. All right. International women's news from the hub. We just talked about here. Really big, big bombshells. Uh, the WNFC news that we talked about. You got other uh, teams celebrating Women's um, International Day today. So go to the hub, facebook.com, forcefestcredibilities, right there. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about this bombshell news. At Russell Wilson, uh, we just talked to uh, Ms. Carmoli here, and she's in Denver. Russell Wilson will be going to Denver as well. So, wow, what a bombshell news. Check it out right there. Um, It was just announced today. uh, Ten years ago, Denver sold Peyton Manning on a championship, uh, and the Broncos are doing the same with Russell Wilson. But can he deliver a championship? And that's the question that we're going to get in there. And it's going to be interesting to see how Denver uh, leverages this because they gave up a lot of stuff to get Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, really unhappy in Seattle the last two years in terms of what happened in, with the line, wasn't, didn't think he was being supported so well. So now we're going to see whether Denver really does their part to make sure that he stays upright and contributes here. So there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen in Denver for him to even be somewhat comfortable than when he was in uh, maybe in Seattle. But at the same time, you know, you give up a lot of stuff. So Denver, uh, you know, skill players, uh, Thomas, Decker, Julius Thomas. Uh, the 22 team has similar arsenal, which is Judy, uh, Corton Sutton, Tim, Tim Patrick, uh, Patrick, K.J. Hamler, Albert uh, Owenoma, uh, Javante Williams. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that, Denver's going to have to kind of make up in terms of what's going to happen here with Russell Wilson and how he's going to be impactful as a Bronco. Uh, the, the attitude was I, I didn't, wasn't happy in Seattle. That was one of the things that was coming across to everybody. And so Denver gets a quality quarterback. Now it's a matter of whether they're going to beef up that offensive line to make sure that he's as effective as he was in Seattle in those heydays with the Legion of Doom. And uh, we'll, make, we'll, we'll find out at this point. The other bombshell news was obviously Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, and he's getting his $200 million, uh, four-year extension. So two big bombshells today for the NFL scope of things. You get the articles right there at the hub at facebook.com for slash Grand Beauties. It is the place to be right there. Uh, record deal for Aaron Rodgers, which means what will happen to Jordan Love. Jordan Love may be on the chopping block. Uh, and uh, how much longer he's going to be able to wait. And that's going to be the key here. Um, Jordan Love was one of the heirs to the Packer Nation, from what we were told earlier. Uh, and, you know, that was the person that we were grooming uh, on the exit of Aaron Rodgers, just like we had Brett Favre before. Uh, Rodgers not leaving Green Bay, so that where does it put, uh, you know, first-round pick 
in 2020. That was a Jordan Love. So is he going to stick around, or are they going to deal with him somewhere else? Uh, I mean, for San Francisco's looking for a quarterback, are they going to take a gamble on putting somebody like that, which I doubt because they got their own backup quarterback there. Um, so is, you know, is, is he going to stay put? So it just depends on what's going to happen to Jordan Love after this commitment by the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's a situation where who's going to, who's going to make, you know, who's going to, who, who's going to move on. Uh, obviously Aaron's not, is not going to do that. So Jordan Love really a, a situation where what's going to happen in his career at this point, is he going to move on to a different team? Um, you know, what's, what's going to be the turnaround for them. So the AFC West picture has just become <laughs> a lot more complex. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, Wilson, and now we uh, – and, and all that. So uh, really competitive AFC. The Chargers may be the team that misses out on anything, but like I said, Denver's, Denver gave up a lot. Now are they going to be able to fill that offensive line to make sure that Russell Wilson stay upright? You, get, you give Russell Wilson a good, decent line to, to make plays and stay upright. He's still somewhat mobile. I mean, he's not as mobile as he was before, but there's the edge for the Broncos to make a penetration in the AFC West and come back and rebound to be one of the, the key teams right there in that race. Um, but uh, we'll see how it, how it happens. But uh, Mahomes is still in the mix. Herbert's in the mix. Carr, a situation in, 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 um, situation in, in uh, Las Vegas will tell us exactly whether they keep one of the quarterbacks or not. Uh, situation in Seattle becomes more critical uh, given the AFC West, uh, the NFC West picture. Uh, obviously, the Rams leveraged everything to get the Super Bowl. They still got Stafford. Uh, Niners have the crucial where are we gonna, where are we going to deal or dealt with uh, Jimmy G, uh, and is it going to be Lance taking over at that point? Uh, we have Murray in Arizona. I have no idea what he's what's going to happen there. Um, and then Seattle, obviously, no quarterback here. Are they going to go for Mariota? That's the rumors everywhere on Twitter. Mariota maybe leaves and heads over to Seattle. Are they going to draft a quarterback and go through the pains of a year or two for drafting a quarterback? Um, so a lot of things are happening in terms of the NFL news scope. So I'm looking forward to see where Russell Wilson, or I mean how Russell Wilson will do in Denver. Also figuring out what Aaron Rodgers, this deal is going to do for the next four years. Um, I mean, he's just, he's good but not able to get the team into the playoffs, not able to go deep in the playoffs, and not much of a Super Bowl appearances lately. So that also has to take into account. So, But I guess the, if you're a Green Bay ownership, I mean, there's probably no other quarterback. Maybe Jordan Love is, is not ready, kind of like San Francisco, taking a gamble and keeping Jimmy G a year longer. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of questions. So looking forward to see what the offseason trades are going to be. We're looking towards the draft coming up here in about three weeks. We'll dive into the draft next week. We'll dive into potentials, uh, where they're going to go, top ten, how they're going to affect each team, and uh, which team doesn't have any, any picks in the, first, in the first round and how that's going to affect them. So we'll start diving into the draft more so the next, uh, the next couple weeks here as we get towards the, uh, you know, the draft mode for the NFL. And then we got like 20-something days here, uh, Women's Football Alliance kickoff, we got a women's national football conference kickoff uh, on top of that. We also have overseas. We're going to have a lot of leagues in Mexico, some leagues in Europe. So we're going to be covering it all wall-to-wall 
And the place to be is at the hub at facebook.com forward slash square beauties. That's where you want to be every week, so you can take advantage of that. All right, guys. Thanks to Aliyah Carmoli of the Denver uh, Bandits of the WFC coming in here and giving us her perspective on her football journey in Denver right now. Looking forward to her highlights on Vire Network and Vire Sports. And uh, it was just an exciting opportunity for her to come over, as well as some of the other uh, international players, as she mentioned, some of her teammates and some of the players all scattered all over the WNFC and the WFA currently. The Desert Bowl in in Phoenix uh, had a couple uh, uh, representative selection representatives from the Mexican team, and some of those players, I believe almost 15 players, will be uh, journey women in different teams in terms of the um, WNFC and WFA. Some players have uh, committed to certain WFA teams, like the Prowlers, uh, I mean the, the Prowlers, the, uh, the Outcasts, Las Cruces Regulators, and then other and, uh, other players in the WNFC have committed to, obviously, other players, as we mentioned there, uh, Hannah, Hannah and uh, Bree from Canada over to the Texas Elite Spartans, and also um, some of the players over in the LA Legends in Los Angeles. So a lot of shifting. Uh, looking forward to the final rosters. So my understanding, we'll get the final rosters for both WFA, WNFC, in about 10 days from today. Uh, we should have uh, lined up in the next couple podcasts. We have a couple guests coming up here uh, next week. I, we have lined up a, a good panel. Uh, next week, we should have Santia Deck, the Santia Deck from Tronus uh, Shoes, uh, and uh, obviously the Atlanta Phoenix. And we should have Nevada Storm uh, head coach, Chris Garza in the house as well. We're going to be diving into a couple of the teams that are going to be very impactful in the season. And then on the 22nd, coming up here in a couple podcasts, uh, we're going to be talking to the Iowa Phoenix, one of the surprise teams of last year in terms of their impact and what, how they're going to be able to do something uh, this year coming up here for 2022. And then at the uh, a week before a week before the kickoff of the WFA, uh, we have the pleasure of having Lisa King, the Lisa King of the WFA and uh, the announcer for the Road to Canton, our, our, our guy, Brian Sweeney, coming in here. So loaded three weeks in a, between now, getting excited for the kickoff for both leagues, the Women's Football Alliance and the WNFC. So that's it for me today. Kind of uh, excited to be here. One hour show today, unfortunately, but uh, we got a lot of things going on uh, offside the web uh, of the podcast. But really appreciate you guys subscribing on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Don't forget to go there. Uh, download it. Um, you can always download it. Even if you fall asleep on us, it's no big deal. Just as long as it's downloaded, we're good to go. So over 400 episodes, get it right there on iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. Looking forward to uh, 416 as we get ready towards the kickoff of the WNFC and WFA. So, so for the Hall of Famer, absent Hall of Famer, Holly Custis, we wish you very well this weekend as she's heading to Florida. She's going to be competing for a roster spot on the Team USA uh, women's national team. So our, our own Holly Custis rooting her on so that she can get going and uh, go to Finland to represent the team as well. So uh, Utah Falcons uh, Hall of Famer and our own uh, co-host uh, Holly Custis is going to be in Florida this weekend. So we'll look forward to her feedback and how that went. We should have Mark Simone here uh, back next week as we're talking and diving into uh, the WNC WFA free kickoff. Also talking, uh, I want to say from Anina, we're going to be diving into the results of the Texas Valley Sports uh, season as well. We're diving into X League in all in April as Nate Ward's going to break it down for us once the rosters are put together 
for the inaugural X Week season. So a lot of things happening on our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us. And if you are inclined, you can also follow a lot of the other podcasts right there at the Hub, the Women's uh, Great Iron Show on uh, on uh, Mojo Sports, uh, Stacey Spears and Company there. You can also follow Cleat Sheets out there with Aaron Truitt and uh, Jody Redlander right there as well. So check it out right there at the Hub. You've got links. you got everything. You can follow us. Uh, everything Women's American Football right there at the Hub. So don't forget it. Before we get out of here, don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight this weekend. NBA still in play. Play the platform more or less. That'll get you a $5 free play with the code NJF. You can play uh, NBA nightly if you're inclined. It's pretty easy to do. Just figure out if the player is going to make a certain metric or not. It's really as easy as that. If, you, if you're inclined to pick it right, you can make three times your money. So $5 turns to 15 If you're inclined to do $300, I'm just going to turn it to $900. So check it out. Use our code NJF up to a $5, a $5 free play up to a $100 match. So go to monkeynightfight.com, and that's our uh, brand sponsor. So don't forget, we also have our shop at Dazzle.com. And we're having uh, up to 25% off all month for Women's History Month. All month, 25% off. Check it out right there at the hub in terms of Zazzle at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauty. Up to 25% off on tees, leggings, and gifts. So don't forget to go there as well. All right, that's it for us. So thanks uh, again for making us the best podcast covering Women's American Football News, College Football, and NFL Insights. Looking forward to the return of the, the cast here. And next week, as we start going towards the two-week down breakdown, 10, almost 20 days as we get closer to the Women's Football Alliance and the Women's National Football Conference kickoff seasons in April. So for the absent co-host, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit.